Let us pray. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your people and kindle in us the fire of your love. Amen. You have been given a gift today. Yes, it is in your possession. It is right within your grasp, though perhaps beyond your complete understanding. You have been given a gift today. And that gift is the Holy Spirit. I've heard time and time again from people, even people who are intimately involved in the life of the church, that they have a sense that they don't possess this gift. They express a feeling of unworthiness, an inkling that perhaps the Holy Spirit belongs to an elite few, and certainly not them. Today's scriptures, the words of Jesus himself, the experience of the earliest Christians beg to differ. The Spirit is not the possession of some elite group within the church. We are talking about God's life-giving power given to you, given to everyone. We're talking about something that is already active in your life right now. We're talking about the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. The power that takes your life and reshapes it into something in which God rejoices. You have been given a gift today. And on this Pentecost Sunday, we celebrate that gift of the Holy Spirit given to us by the Father. You've been given a gift today. And that gift is a special ability, a natural endowment, a talent. And you have it. So the question is, how do you discern what your gift is? How do you encounter it and make use of the gift that is the Spirit of God within you? God is calling you to identify, to encounter, and to put to use your gift. God works in you, speaks in you, lives through you in a variety of ways. Just as the Christians experienced the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost through a variety of languages, there are a variety of ways that the Holy Spirit communicates our gifts to us. I want to share with you three different ways I have seen the Holy Spirit move and speak through you in these past years at St. Wilfred's, making manifest your many gifts. One is when you have spoken up. Two is when you have served. And three is when you have searched. So speaking up. Sometimes you just need to speak up. A few years ago, many people around here kept talking with me about their desire to be part of a social justice ministry here at St. Wilfred's. The topic just kept coming up. People kept speaking up, and it was good. But every time I'd ask these people if they would be willing to lead the group, they said, oh, no, I don't, I don't think I'm called to be the leader, but I'll certainly join. Then there was a man in our parish 
He came to us just a couple of years ago. He had been attending worship regularly, but he hadn't been offering his gifts to the church in any specific way. One Sunday, he came out of worship, and he seemed particularly compelled by a sermon. He met me at the door after the service and said, I'm wondering if you all have a social justice ministry. And just as I was about to say, well, would you be willing to lead such a ministry? He said, I don't, he beat me to it. I don't want to step on anyone's toes. I know I'm kind of new around here. But I would love to lead such a group. After some conversation, it became evident to me that Chip Daniels was clearly passionate and gifted at leading conversations and action surrounding issues of social justice. And because he wasn't afraid to speak up, our social justice ministry was born with Chip as the leader. Sometimes you just need to speak up. And other times, you just got to serve. You've got to offer your time, and by offering your time and getting involved in the life of the church, that's where you discover the Spirit's gifts, sometimes in unexpected ways. There was a member of the youth group who decided to get involved by serving, and this young man became involved by serving the youth vestry. He decided he'd run for the junior warden position of the youth vestry, and the youth elected him to the position. In youth vestry, part of the job of the junior warden is to support the senior warden in his work. But another part of that job is to lead the youth group in prayer. While Miles Wilkerson pursued the job of youth junior warden, simply to be an active leader in the youth group, his spirit-led gift of prayer shone through most brightly. Miles has chosen prayers from a variety of sources, and those prayers in each setting we were in seemed to speak right to the heart of the group. And when Miles prayed extemporaneously for others, he had a quiet voice, and all the chaos that is the youth group would swirl in and center on that small, quiet voice and drew all of the youth deeper into the heart of God. Miles' example reminds us that sometimes you just need to jump in, get involved, and serve. And in the process of serving, the Spirit calls forth your gifts. Finally, searching. Sometimes we discover our gifts after a great deal of searching after and wrestling with God. A woman in our parish over the past several years have met periodically for lunch. And when we met, she shared much with me in those first years about her life, including that she lived alone and that she was still getting used to life without her husband after his death many years ago. Her children were grown, and she was searching for meaning and purpose in her life. What am I supposed to do now? She would often ask. She continued asking that question, what am I supposed to do now? 
and she asked it through the lens of searching after God in prayer and study. Just a couple of years ago, some members of this parish identified this person as someone who might provide excellent leadership at St. Wilfred's, and she was trepidatious about such leadership. She even told Father Michael, well, maybe this isn't the right fit for me. But ultimately, she decided to embrace those opportunities and see where God's Spirit was leading her after all of the searching. Today, Patty Nunn serves both as president of our chapter of Daughters of the King at St. Wilfred's and as senior warden on our vestry. Patty remarked to me earlier this year, this is exactly what I had been searching for all along. Sometimes the Spirit's gifts are made manifest after a good amount of time searching in the wilderness, hitting dead ends, doing the things we thought we were supposed to do, and then finding what was there for us all along. You have been given a gift today, a gift that is worth speaking up, serving, and searching for. It is living and moving and breathing in you as you sit there right now. Have you allowed the Holy Spirit to shape your life? Or is what you're currently doing and how you're currently being a little bit smaller than the reality of the Spirit's longing to work within you? Episcopal priest Matthew Fox puts it this way, tying our gifts to the things we do every day, whether it's in the church or in the world. If our work is small, he says, if it is small, it is not revelatory. It contains no mystery, no deep passion coming from an unnameable source, no wisdom, no real truth. It is drudgery without meaning. It is sweat without purpose. It is duty without play. It is toil alone that bears no fruit. It lacks newness, energy, and hope for the future. When our work is small, it can never satisfy souls that yearn for the vast vortexes of the divine. When our work is too small, it lacks spirit. The great 13th century mystic Meister Eckhart speaks to the gifts of the spirit. Consider the divine spirit in the human soul. This spirit is not easily satisfied. It storms the firmament and scales the heavens, trying to reach the capital S spirit that drives the heavens. Because of this energy, everything in the world grows green, flourishes, and bursts into leaf. But the spirit is never satisfied. It presses on deeper and deeper into the vortex, further and further into the whirlpool, the primary source in which the spirit has its origin. The spirit seeks to be broken through by God. God leads the spirit into a desert, into the wilderness and solitude of the divinity where God is pure unity 
where God gushes up within the Godhead. The church father Irenaeus once said, the glory of God is the human person fully alive. And if we are to be fully alive, we must recognize the gift that the Holy Spirit is full within us, waiting to gush forth from our lives just as the words poured forth from the mouths of the disciples on the day of Pentecost, spreading good news like fire throughout the world. This is big work. Sometimes it's manifest in small ways, but it is indeed big work. And this is what it means to be a member of the church and a Christian in the world. God is compelling you. Speak up. Serve. Search. That you might share the Holy Spirit's gifts within you. A couple of weeks ago, Father Michael asked you to be thinking about what gifts God has given you in your life. And you're going to be invited today, whether you've been praying about this or not, well, now you're invited to do that in the next part of this service. And there's an insert in your bulletin. It offers you a place to invite the Holy Spirit to consecrate those things that are your gifts. This is your chance to speak up, to express your desire to serve, or have blessed the ways that you are already serving, asking that the Holy Spirit be made manifest in your service. Or if you are searching and have no idea how the Holy Spirit is working in you, this is a place where you can write that down too. Articulate your gifts and where you're at in the process of discovering that Holy Spirit gift. And then bring it forward to the altar to be blessed. Don't be afraid to live and share who God made you to be through the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen.